yo, ain't no better man for this hype track. It's the veteran taking the mic back. David Letterman even said he liked that track, man. Even though he ain't a rap fan, Black Radio, they won't play me though. Ever since summertime, they ain't like none of mine. Even though the fans went out and bought enough, I guess they think that Will ain't hard enough. Maybe I should just have a shootout. Run up in the bank bus, grabbing all the loot out. Whoop somebody ass, taking my boot out. Right on TV, so all y'all can see me. Just ignorant, attacking, acting rough. I mean, then will I be black enough? All right, this is a. <laughs> we didn't this even talk about uh, King Richard. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't watched it yet. I ain't ready for that yet. But uh, it's a good one. Okay, is that the movie you're telling me to watch? So we have to talk about it. Is that the uh, movie? I would say I would almost say no because it's a true story. So it's okay. like, how do you judge? Okay. How do we judge a true? You know, not judge, uh, but you. Yeah, because these conversations aren't, aren't not about judgment. Yeah, I take it as we going through it as if we would conversate anyway about a certain whatever it might be. We still talked about the good parts too. It wasn't like trying to tear it down or anything. So to talk about something that you would normally just not talk about, you know, sometimes conversation and insight about that stuff might just, you know, give somebody a different perspective on it or even open them up to just be like, let me see what this is or whatever. And some people might actually dig it. That's a good way to think about it, because I wasn't necessarily thinking in that sense, because I actually really did like that movie. But okay. I didn't necessarily like it because of the acting. Okay. Like, Will Smith was in it, and that's great, but it was just, it was so much unpacked from that film that I had no clue of, you know? Like, there's just, you know, all the stuff that you hear from media about, you know, their their dad, and you yeah. believe it because there's nobody else to counteract what's going on. Yeah. And then when you see it, you're just like taken aback. Like, wow, I, I left and I saw it in my living room. I didn't go to the theater, mm -hmm. but I felt good after I watched that movie. I felt right very good. I was very happy that I watched that movie. And that was the reason why I watched the Oscars because, you know, as you said, with the pandemic, you know, the Oscars, there's not a lot of movies that I actually, you know, saw. Um, but for that reason, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and at least tape it. Because yeah, yeah. um, you and I had talked that day that it that it happened. Right, that's crazy. Um, when the Oscars was going on. But I taped it and watched it in real time, you know, yeah. what happened wow. in real time. But, you know, it was, it was predicted that Will Smith was going to win and all of that. So I was like, let me, let me make sure I, I watch King Richard. And I, I was glad I did. So that could be the next one. We could okay. talk about that. One. Okay. Okay. Like, so I'm open for it. It's not like I didn't want to necessarily see it. One, I feel a ways about like, they're doing a film about not the people that's famous, but the father, but as a father, I think it's cool. And I think a lot of times fathers are putting a certain kind of light you know, I was speaking before about like how Joe Jackson make it seem like a bad guy and all this other kind of stuff. But it was just nice to hear Janet talking about how he was just a loving father and she mm -hmm. appreciated what, you know, sacrifices and stuff he did for, for them. I think that's beautiful and it doesn't happen often enough, but I plan to watch it. But like I said, it just wasn't. And sometimes, too, if I see the commercial too many times or it's pushed too much, I'm like, uh, you know, like, yeah. let me fall into it. Don't rush me. It's just certain kind of movies. It just depends on, on the mood and stuff. I'll see it. And then sometimes the fact that I guess I know that also Will Smith, he just wants that Oscars. But to tell you the truth, any kind of almost Oscar bait-ish kind of, not saying he did it for that, but right. any type, type of Oscar bait kind of movies, I kind of don't really like 
those. I I remember back in the day before it was just so pushed that I would see a lot of these movies because they're interesting to me and I've seen them already because I like going to movies. So right. it wasn't a big difference between what they were showing at the Oscars from what I went to go see myself, independently mm-hmm. by myself. Mm-hmm. And now it's almost the other way around where you don't know if the reason why they're pushing them is really because they're good and really meant something. It's almost kind of like they need these movies to get a boost. And so here, this is where you go see. Cause I, I think they start realizing, especially with the Grammys, like even if the stuff isn't, the masses isn't loving it, they know it gets a second breath if we say it's okay. You know, with me buying an album and liking the song, I'm like, oh, that's my favorite song. And then the song comes out as a single. Then it's like, oh, I already like that song. Versus me hearing it on the radio 50 million times. I'm like, I don't want to hear the album. I'm sick of that song. Right, right. You know what I mean? Right. And it could uh-huh. be a great album, but I just didn't like that single that they, they chose. So I'm funny mm-hmm. myself. So sometimes I got to find my way there instead of just being like fed, just because sometimes I, I know that if they're pushing it, it might not be what I necessarily would want. Not to say it wouldn't be a good movie, but when I right. hear that, you well, know. Well, like I said, it took me, you know, I watched it the day before the Oscars because I was just okay. like, oh, you know, I'll see it eventually but yeah. since it was getting so much buzz i was like okay i haven't seen any other other ones i'll at least watch this one and see yeah. how that kind of unfolds so yeah and it was an inspiration for his slap so that was perfect see you're wrong for that <laughs> you, you are I, see you, you he said wrong for that. he said he was inspired by king richard and protecting his family and I'm going to uh, contradict what he said because- You heard what actually, he said. And you know what? Actually, I didn't hear what he said because I actually turned off the TV when he made that comment. I did. I was done. I was done because I had seen the film and I know without you know giving any parts away that that was not what occurred in that film. That exactly. that is not- what that man was basing exactly. all of his you know ideals on and right. promises and dreams on and to um equate an ill-fated hot second moment right. that ruins and i think i think he knew after you know yeah. 20 minutes or 40 minutes between what he did and going up on that stage that he had ruined Uh-oh. his career. Yeah. Like, don't, don't, don't put my name in your mouth. Exactly. Don't, don't that. Like, and he said that too. He said he didn't condone yet. it. Right. He, he said he went on <laughs> he record and said he didn't, con- he don't condone that. And he didn't wait, you know, long to say it. I think it was like the next morning you saw something. He made that known before uh, Will Smith apologized to Chris Rock. You know what I'm via so, Instagram. Exactly. You slap him on national TV exactly. award show, and you're exactly. gonna do that's like the rebuttal on page 19 on the newspaper. <laughs> yeah, right. You did this. Yeah. You did this, right. and then like a week later, be like, he didn't do it. Small print on yeah. page 20. I, I was gonna say it's like when people advertise that they're divorcing someone in a newspaper that nobody reads. You know what I mean? Right. But obviously. <laughs> You know, people people saw that, like you said, on Instagram. But I think he sealed the deal when he didn't first apologize to Chris Rock. Yes. I think that was it. When he didn't start off with that. Because that's what was owed. You know what I mean? Even if he didn't really mean it, that should have gone on record. Like, hey, you know, I, I apologize for that. Shouldn't have done it. And then yada yada for the other stuff. 
Yeah. So, I mean, you know, there's there's a, a lot of different kind of thoughts on that. I, I have a few different thoughts on the whole thing as, as far as the way his wife is involved in it and all of that kind of stuff too. So, yeah. <laughs> I do, I do. I mean, I'm going to say it. <laughs> I'm just gonna, Go ahead. I'm just going to say it. I think that as a black woman and I've been a black woman all my life and I plan to be a black woman until the day I die um, <laughs> that I know several women who are like you know Jada Pinkett Smith who are strong who are confident you know um, who have a level of esteem and it's not because of necessarily being entitled but because they are survivors and I think that a lot of, there's a lot of talk about her, you know, pushing him to go in that direction. And, and I don't I don't know the details of any of that, but I think that sometimes we have to take a pause and think about the fact that she's a woman and that she's always represented herself as a strong woman. And I don't think that she needed him to do anything for her. You know, I think that rolling her eyes was her saying, I didn't appreciate that. And that should have been the end of that. Um, I don't think anything needed to be done. I don't think that she needed someone to come to her rescue, you know, for it. So I'm only speaking about just what happened that night. I'm not talking about mm -hmm. the red table talk, the other stuff that was going on in their life. That's that's a whole different thing. And it's a... You don't think it's a factor in what went on that night? I think it is definitely a factor because his joke was, as he said, lights and... Mm -hmm. We don't know if he knew about the whole, right. you know, um, thing. We don't know anything about that. But no one has talked about the joke that Regina Hall made earlier. I thought it was funny. Said, but it was it was in direct light of their open marriage. Yeah. You know, when she said, come up on the stage, Jada, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And Even further than that, when he went to the uh, Golden Globes, Laverne Cox, okay. is it? So you're talking about the trans woman. Yeah. Right? right? Laverne Cox made a comment at the Golden Globes where she said something about, you know, she had interviewed them on the red carpet and, and ended it with like something like, oh, we look forward to more entanglements, which was a play on, you know, yeah. what they had mentioned at that red table talk. And they were like, oh no, you know. Mm -hmm. So I think that happened, you know, weeks before the Oscars. Um, and there's been the pushing and the, you know, um, you know, people making comments about him over the years and their marriage in light of the Red Table Talk and in light of, you know, this this young man who has, you know, come out and told the truth. Yeah. Of course that shouldn't have happened. Of course you don't mess with someone who has some mental health issues. You don't mess with your kid's friend. You know, you don't mess with somebody that comes to you for mentoring and you turn it into something else. Or if and you're married course, or in a relationship. Yeah. You don't put your business out there for, you know, I don't know if they were trying to get ahead of it because there had been some talk about him saying some stuff or make, you know, maybe making a song. But, you know, he cried in that Red Table talk, so it affected him then. But what I say is listen to his album Lost and Found. But it came out years ago and my son was in elementary school and he was a fan of Will Smith. And we brought him that album for, you know, for his birthday or Christmas or whatever, whenever it came out. And I would hear it, you know, coming from his room and the one song, um, Mr. Nice Guy, he talks about it. He talks about how, 
you know, people always messing with him and how he doesn't add up to their standards and stuff like that. And how, you know, he's still making all this money and they're not. And I thought, wow, that's a good song for my son to kind of model. You know what I mean? Like he's saying it's better to be a nice guy. Then there's another song where he says, I wish I would have made that. He talks about what he wished he could have done to get more kind of glory. Right. And he talks about in some of those songs, one of them, either the nice guy or this one, the I wish I would have made that. He talks about how maybe I should punch somebody. He might have said on, on television or something like that. And it's like, you did exactly what you said you were going to do. You didn't know you were going to do it. But you know what I mean? He wrote those lyrics years ago. So let's talk about mental health instead of talking about all the gossipy part about it. Let's talk about everybody's mental health here. Because if you go back to her, she talks about how unhappy she was in her marriage. You know, you know, why do people stay in unhappy marriages? You know, we don't know that reason. Only they know those reasons. But it's easy to to mess with people in that sense, but they're used to that. And I think that man had a mental breakdown. I just think he had a mental breakdown. Okay, yeah, that's the end result. The end result is a slap because of the breakdown, but then, you know, something stirred that pot. Is he responsible for what he did? Yeah, he's responsible for what he did because, you know, regardless of if somebody goads you into something or you felt embarrassed or made you look weak, so to prove that you're not weak, you're going to do something that you figure is going to make you look more manly, anything. It could have been a whole bunch of stuff, you know? Right. Got a flashback of his, of his dad. Anything could have been possible, regardless. But the thing about it is, I would not build the gun for the public to shoot me with either. I would give them pieces to figure it out. They'd be like, was it a bat? Was it a knife? Was it a, no, I know it was a Glock and it was this many bullets and how you know? Because they put it out there. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't give them the evidence, put it like that. Right. People are gonna use the pieces that have been laid in front of them with all the other things that's going on. That's the thing, because somebody was saying like, um, you know, he cheated too, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, so what's the name of the chick that you cheated with? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Then, okay. Then we can't really say anything about that. Okay. Yeah. Let's go to the next thing. What do we have evidence of? You know what yeah. I mean? So. Yeah. I don't know about their marriage. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm not going to make those comments like, you know, like I'm an you know what You know what they told you. Yeah. But, you know, that's true. They did kind of tell me, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> they did kind of tell me. Yeah. Um, but I know that they are, um, they're from two different worlds. You know what I mean? And that's fine that they're from two different worlds. And a lot of times couples are. Yeah. The um, results vary. Yeah, that's true. So I don't know. It's just interesting. The whole thing is just interesting how it just plays out in the sense of like two people from different, you know, backgrounds, but similar backgrounds. You know what I mean? Like, you know, her mom was you know, had some issues with drugs and stuff like that. And she, you know, they both kind of came out of that. And, you know, his dad was, you know, abusing his mom and stuff. You know what I mean? Some people, they meet in the in the middle before they form relationships. You know what I mean? Um, they have those common things yeah. um, before they get together. So there's something that meshed, you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. To me, it just reminds me of a high school relationship where the guy's out of his league Mm. The girl's way more advanced than him. Mm. She don't necessarily care for him, but tolerates him because it's benefit of him being there. Mm -hmm. He wants something that he can't really have because it's the chase of it. But the chase never ends because, you know, she ain't quite feeling the same way. And even mm -hmm. if he knows it's bad, he should probably jump out. 
he don't want to lose. Mm-hmm. So staying longer than they would have to do because he don't want to seem as he lost or messed up or it was him. Mm-hmm. And they could both be right in their feelings, but the folks being pushed out of character to make it work is the unfortunate part about it. Like everybody's fine when they're with the, the right person. It's just like, what's that combination of uh, push and pull or conflict and, and resolve it is? Do you need to have an argument to show that they love you versus somebody just buying you something and be like, this is this is how I love you. All that stuff are, are all, all factors. And sometimes different halves make a whole. And sometimes those puzzle pieces, you know, they just don't jive together. They just mm-hmm. they just don't. And so, cause she said what kind of guy she she likes, and we all know that that's not him. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of work in there, then, ain't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she saying that you're not him, and he's trying to. Well, everybody else loves me. I got all this money. I got the success, and he can't even feel good about his own stuff because the person he's looking at don't even see him mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. So you know. Is she wrong for feeling the way she feels? No, she can feel how she want to feel. Is he wrong for feeling like he? No, he he can feel the way he, he feels. But it, it, you know, bad things could come from you know people being in situations that. Uh, and like I said, I'm not blaming her. I ain't really blaming. Him. It's just like it's just a lot of stuff he's about. She's on the opposite on it. Mm-hmm. You know. It could be his event or whatever, and you'll see him out plenty of times. Be like, "Oh, this is my wife." He'll stand out of the red carpet and let her stand there, and she ain't do nothing necessarily at, at that time. You know, mm-hmm. to me, she always be peaches from Low Down mm-hmm. Dirty Shame. But you know, here's peaches. And, you know, and if and if he wasn't like having her on the red carpet, she probably wouldn't have been there. Mm-hmm. You know, he don't even just stand in his own situation without kind of like sharing it or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then when she's talking about him, it's always some some kind of mess. You know, mm-hmm. or joking about, oh, he's just silly. Oh, I'm just tired of, oh, Wilk, he's corny, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Like, you shouldn't say the same stuff that people who don't like you say. It shouldn't be the same right. kind of language. Right. It shouldn't be the same language, even if it's true. Right, right. You shouldn't hear from your mama, you know what I mean? Or you shouldn't hear from your best friend. You know what right, I mean? Right, right, right. You have the same issues with me as my enemies? <laughs> That's bad right. math. Mm-hmm. To me, mm-hmm. so <laughs> I mean that is that is definitely the point. I think for me, I just basically like I get all of that and what you're saying. You know, to me it makes sense. I just think I was like, there's not enough talk about her as an individual and her being a strong person and not necessarily needing that instead of people saying, you know, she gave him a look to go up there and and slap somebody. That didn't happen. We didn't see that basically, you know? Yeah, I don't think it's a look that made him go do it, but I think all the stuff built up contributed to it. To me, I almost took it as, now he could have in his head, maybe thought it was for her. Uh Uh-huh, but it was for him. I think anything we do is for us in a way. We yeah. just kind of figure out how we could connect it to something else so we won't seem like jerks about it. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like some people just yeah. feel good about giving. Oh, they really need it. No, you just feel good about giving. And it's all right to be like, it's mm-hmm. fine. It's nice when mm-hmm. you could be selfish and do at the same time. Because a lot mm-hmm. of times you don't get a chance to do both, right? So, right. So right. it's nice when it's that instead of somebody pulling it out of you and you feeling resentment or mad or whatever. So it's nice when you could give and you feel fulfilled and the other person benefits from it as well. 
And so I think he was just like, you ain't gonna make me look like I'm weak in front of this situation. Like, not today. That's the last joke. I don't want to hear nothing else, whatever, you know. Right. And since everybody else see this, everybody know what's coming to him if somebody else say something to my face. Because people say something straight up to his face, you know, in- including her about stuff that is just kind of like, who talks to people like that in their face? Who does that? You know what I mean? Right. Like, right. you know, she shouldn't have had him on that table talk thing. He shouldn't have did it. Yeah. I think the yeah. reason why we got that will book is because of all that mess. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, well, I gotta control some of this stuff. I gotta control my right. narrative. He didn't. Mm-hmm. People like that never write no books. You, he would mm-hmm. die just being, you know, Will. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't never. It would have to be some long lost grandbaby that found out somebody's granddaddy wanted to tell. They mm-hmm. don't go out like that. So mm-hmm. a quiet person who never shared anything about his personal life, feeling like they gotta share because too much of stuff is leaking out. And if I don't say something first or kind of sway it a little bit, I'm in trouble. Right. And her claim to fame that kind of brought her back is telling her business, one, if it was just her and people not thinking like, when you gonna get Will on it or what does Will gotta say, then what? It was almost kind of like, like she was giving dirt on herself in a way, but her dirt is, is affecting somebody else who has a whole other atmosphere that they're dealing with. Right. And for you, you'll grow from it because people want dirt and attention and stuff like that. But your growth, is harming the person associated with you. Mm-hmm. But part of your atmosphere is because of that other person as well. Just like if he did something, it looks on her. It goes mm-hmm. both ways. So if you're coming up, is getting you dirty, it makes me dirty too. Right. So is it worth it? When you already got the money and all the other kind of stuff, you got the access and all that kind of stuff, and you need attention like that? You know, that's a mess that the Kardashians gotta do because they don't have no talent. Right. Why are you doing right. the same thing Kim would be doing? And mm-hmm. Kim don't even do it. Mm-hmm. Not in that way. So what is she doing? She can do what she wants. So I'm not trying to say, oh, she can't no, whatever. But what is that? Who does that? Like, what? what is that? Someone that's unhappy. Someone that's just uh, unhappy. So I guess you just go do a show about it and tell your business and then mess up your bread and butter, basically. Mm-hmm. That don't make sense to me, but whatever. Yeah, but yeah, I think, yeah, that's... I don't think it was the eye roll that did it. I think it was all the rest yeah. of the stuff that was, and it was just that moment, just like, you know what? Uh-uh. So what about Chris Rock? What about his response and all of that to it? <laughs> Will Smith deserved to get jump kicked in the back of the head when he turned his back on him. That's what he deserved. But I'm glad that Chris Rock didn't. He was probably in shock. Of course, yeah. How do you take that? It's like, it's, can you imagine like, it's almost like you would get a bigger reaction from somebody you had an argument with hitting you versus somebody out of the blue just walk up and slap you. Right. You would pause longer on that. Mm-hmm. Who are you? What is this coming from? What What I do? Right. Right. Versus like somebody you know did wrong, you know they just waiting for that moment because then you would have ducked. That's or true. saw them walking towards you and you start walking back. Mm-hmm. You don't get sure-footed and laughing. He already got issues with recognizing, you know, uh, facial signals and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You talked about that years ago, how he, you know, he don't take social cues well. Mm-hmm. They're asking him how you feel about, you know, joking and stuff. And people, he's like, well, I don't really consider it because I don't know. He had to go to counseling to figure out like, you know, and that's why he had an issue with his wife and stuff. He was like, he had to find out because he didn't know, he couldn't read people to know that he was just going too far or saying something they didn't care for. 
Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I think that joke was last minute, and that's why it wasn't really that good. I think he saw right. that bald head and the green and thought yeah. G.I. Jane. That's why a brilliant comedian would do a lousy joke because right. they probably wrote something on there that was messed up, and he was right. like, I'm not going to do it. Right. Then you do the G.I. Jane thing. He's like, oh, it could have been worse. When he said that, I'm like, they wrote some crap down there for him. Yeah. He didn't want to say, he's like, mm-hmm. that's not cool. Regina Hall's joke was worse than his. Yeah, it was. So you think that she's gonna have a better joke than Chris Rock? Yeah. No, but it was probably tacky, and he's like, "I ain't gonna say it because these are my folks. I ain't gonna go there." Yeah. You know, and yeah. he changed the last minute because why would he make a GI Jane reference? Chris right. Rock. Mm-hmm. That's like Dave Chappelle doing a fart joke. <laughs> right. Why? You know what I mean? You gotta consider mm-hmm. the source. That don't make no sense. So I think he was trying to avoid something, saying something else. It's like, eh, and it should have been laughed off. And she probably would have got the actual movie made because it would have been trending. Because uh-huh. half the world probably didn't know who G.I. Jane was, what that movie was. Mm-hmm. And would have thought it was like, you know, oh, Demi Moore, she had shaved her head and she was this, you know, G.I. that she mm-hmm. was in basic training and blah, blah, blah. She was a tough woman. Mm-hmm. Like, where was the insult in that? Right. And most people don't know what alopecia is. I never heard of it before until, you know, and the thing about it is, you think Chris Rock would even care or even know that? Yeah. And it's worse things he could have said. So, mm-hmm. and also, as much as she was talking about how she loves her bald head, she accepts this and stuff, and that's fine, then I surely wouldn't be concerned. If she likes it, I love it. All right. If she gonna sit up there with a bejeweled head then that was your choice and you get what people say and that's just kind of unfortunate but it's kind of like that's the you know world that you're in but that goes back to that confidence level that i was talking about you know with her obviously i mean confidence in this vein you know not the other stuff that we talked about with the red table talk um stuff but like you said if she walked the red carpet with that look she had already made peace with it and knew that there would be things that would come up you know, and she rocked so many short hairstyles that everybody thought that was just what she was going for. Yeah, that's her daughter true. Willow does it all the time too. Yeah, yeah. She's yeah. not known for hair down her back. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, when she does wear those wigs, and she could have wore a wig, mm-hmm. if she was so concerned about it. Mm-hmm. Like when everybody else in that audience is wearing wigs and hair pieces and stuff. I'm tired of people acting like you know black folks made up weave when you haven't had Erica Kane and all the rest of them, Susan Lucci and all the rest of them folks had those clips and stuff in their hair all these years. We saw them in soap operas and stuff. And when black people start doing it, all of a sudden they pointing it out. Is your hair really that long? With Susan Lucci's? With Helen Locklear's? You know, so all this convenient noticing of stuff is crazy to me. But anyway, you know, if she's that concerned about, she would put a wig on her head and then say anything about nothing. Right. If it was right. really that big of a deal. And like I said, her, Tony Braxton, Halle Berry. Halle Berry, yeah. If they don't have short haircut, it ain't right. Mm-hmm. Dion Ferris, the singer from Arrested mm-hmm. Development. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they choose to have hair down their back. It just don't look right to me. Not judging. It's their hair. Do what they want to. Right, they right. Rock those short hairstyles. And if they walked in there with short hairstyles, I would not blink. Mm-hmm. Unless they said something was wrong. Yeah. And she's one of them. Nobody thought twice about it. Yeah. She likes attention. And if nobody would have known nothing about it, nobody would have said nothing about it. Yeah, it was definitely overkill. If she had a wig on, how would anybody know? That's true. I mean, but she did mention it, I guess, a couple of years ago that it, that it was going on. But it still goes back to what it's you said. It's still her choice to say it. 
Right. If she if she likes it, we love it. That's right. the whole point of it. She came there confident in that sense. Like, okay, it is what it is. So like you said, just take the hair thing out because that's not what the issue is. The the issue is the final like snap. He could do what he wants to, but he probably should have just changed up a, a while back because obviously the relationship, I don't know if it's, if it's worth it for them or, or how does it work or whatnot, but if anything is destroying you or making that ship sink, it's kind of like, and I'm not saying it's easy, you know, because stuff is tied together and stuff, but if, like I said, I made this reference before, but if the, the folks that you have in your boat and they up there drilling holes in it and trying to set it on fire and you up there in front, steering the ship thinking you're the captain and everything's burned around you <laughs> you know gotta consider your crew is mm. your crew your crew because <laughs> they don't care about sinking they're mm -hmm. not the captain that's a, a good scenario it is it definitely is but you know yeah Good luck to both of them on the, on the <laughs> mental health tip, because I I still think, you know, obviously that's a that's an issue that yeah. we don't address enough in our in our community. But you know, that's a whole nother a whole nother thing. Yeah, but I think it's crazy that they're both stuck in a loop trying to get something from each other that they probably never gonna get. Mm -hmm. You know, the world be damned. Everything around them is gonna fall apart at a certain. You know, because then you also got the privilege thing to make you think you go up there and just slap somebody like that. Because really, if you was anywhere else, you wouldn't be slapping nobody. You'd be trying to knock them out because you know if they got up or they were still standing when you turned your back, you'd be in trouble. Mm -hmm. So even that, privilege to even think that makes sense. That's some privilege problem too. Where do you go and do that? That's true. Except but for it's... maybe a mama popping a, a grown kid. <laughs> that's the only time you'd be seeing that kind of stuff. But usually that's not how that works. You don't have to. You don't have to go just attacking people. Not unless you think it's going to be a, a war, you know? Mm -hmm. That's true. In what world? <laughs> what world? You know? But it works, right? So certain I, privileges, so certain privileges, you know, they know they can get away from it and do it. But it's not logical. But I mean, that is a good analogy because, you know, sometimes we don't think about the fact that we all have privileges. We all do. And we say that looking at him because, you know, he's, you know, he's a different type of black fella. That we've been presented. <laughs> right, right. He's he's a safe one. You know, you think about who would be escorted out of there after the slap. Right. You know, you think about, you know, um, why he was allowed to stay. And I know that there's been some talks from some of our elders in a sense, and even people who are not necessarily our elders about how he represented us in that vein. And I said, that's probably yeah. about 10% for me. It's not a high level because I never really felt like relatable to him in that sense. You know what I mean? I just look at him as, as a, as an actor and that's it, you know? And he represented himself when he did that. I don't feel like we were on his back. I think he marred the ceremony. I think he marred Questlove's moments. You know what I mean? I think yeah. those things, I think he marred the Williams reputation and all of that, but I don't feel like that was us. I feel like that was him. He did that on his own, you know? He walked up there on his own. I feel that way, but I know that's not how it's probably perceived, and, and I guess so what in a way, because anything we do, anyone does, it's the same. 
Will Smith smacking somebody the same as some random black person doing something on the 10 o'clock news. But then that that scenario is, is not, it's not the, that scenario is not flipped when it comes to if he's good, then everybody else is good. It's exactly. only when things are bad. You know right. what I mean? Exactly. He, the guy on the exactly. street doesn't get Will Smith credit. But people always have reason to look at Will Smith funny because of other black folks to the point where they would have to say or would say he's one of the good ones. That's mm-hmm. because of the conflict of them, what they perceive him to mm-hmm. be versus what they got. Right. Which is right. unfair versus him mm-hmm. just earning what he has. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a good one because I think you're a bad one because of the other ones. Right, right. And we've all had those experiences, whether they were voiced or just kind of behavior. You know, I, I've been... Oh, you're so articulate. Oh, you're not like the other ones. Well, what are the other ones? I always feel like you need to make people accountable for those remarks. Well, what does that mean? In the moment. <laughs> in the moment, not later, in the right. moment. Like I'm I'm sorry. I don't I don't quite understand what you mean by that, you know? Right. To to make people accountable and explain that. But he would have been one of those shining examples, you know, like he said in that song, Mr. Nice Guy. You know what I mean? Um someone that that would be the example of how you could be if you just you know really applied yourself or something like that yeah you know Which but is, then we look at it sometimes as like like you said earlier there could only be one you know what i mean like you know we can look at it like that in that sense too like there's not a lot of us that get those opportunities and what did he have to sacrifice you know, to get to where he is. Did, was there times that he wanted to cuss somebody out? Was there times that he wanted to, someone said something to him or he compromised his, his self preservation in that sense, you know what I mean? To, yeah. to do what, what he needed to do to get where he is in support of his family and everybody else. And with saying that all the stuff he have to do and all the stuff he does for his family it's his family that constantly kind of picks away at that. Mm. Mm. <laughs> that very thing he's fighting for, Jada drilling holes in the boat, Willow drilling holes in the boat, Jaden drilling holes in the boat. Mm. Gotcha. That's his whole crew. He shows you, you know. what he wants you to see of him. Mm-hmm. And you're getting all this stuff. And it was just a matter of time before it got around to him. Mm-hmm. Because they were just doing their own thing and being too much. And then eventually, it made his stuff come out to the fact, mm-hmm. like I said, made him write a damn book. Mm-hmm. That's true. That is crazy. True. Crazy. Yeah. We would have not known nothing about that family if it wasn't for his family. <laughs> Stop it. I'm serious. You said it be your own people. <laughs> this time it was an inside job going back to Spike Lee. <laughs> right. But we, but we would not have known. We don't hear about this stuff from people's families. Like I said, they have to die off. We just never hear anything. Mm-hmm. Stuff be so quiet. We find out people that was black that we didn't know was black. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, she was black? <laughs> That's how quiet and stuff be and information goes as far as people in their situations. Mm-hmm. All we should have known is he's a guy from West Philly. He's a funny dude. He did, you know, like popcorn rap or whatever. Became mm-hmm. a big millionaire movie star. He did some nice things for people along the way. The end. No. Entanglement. <laughs> his kid, his boy, his son wears dresses. His daughter wrote a letter to Tupac 
because mama was sad and missed Tupac so much. So she read a letter to dear Mr. Tupac. I wish he was here so my mom wouldn't be sad no more. He's slapping Chris Rock. That's his legacy. It's, that's unfortunate. That's How much of that is him? <laughs> to slap. Yeah. That could possibly be the end result. You know, like that's it. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't know, you know, you know how the scales of justice lean, you know, harder for us. So something as simple as a slap, even though it's not little and not simple, we don't know what that means. They talk about 10 years banned from the Oscars and Roman Polanski is still, yeah, you know, winning awards and getting standing ovations and stuff. And Harvey Weinstein and yeah, all of those folks. Yeah. And that only happened because, you know, the timing, mm-hmm. but it's not new. Mm-hmm. It was acceptable. It was normal almost like being placed on a a pedestal and then putting back in your place. You know what I mean? Like you're being 10 years is a lot, you know, and a lot of people say they should have taken his Oscar. And, you know, some people say it's not enough or it should be less, whatever, you know, people think about it, but he's definitely not going to be where he ever was before in in light of being able to to have that those gains that he had before unfortunately i think he will do well as a producer that's where i have if i have hopes for him coming out on the other side i think that money is money you know money is green and if you can get behind supporting people film wise i think that's acceptable i think people will still take his money you know, yeah, I, I still think he's a good actor. I still think he got some good movies under his belt. You know, like I said, there's other folks that be doing crazy stuff in real life, you know, not necessarily on TV, but maybe on the news and stuff or people mm-hmm. having crazy phone calls saying crazy racist things. And, you know, and Mel Gibson, he does a lot of stuff and they still be around. You know, So people do stuff. Yeah. But like I said, just funny how when it's us, it's this whole, you know, death sentence. Um, so do I think he should be, you know, something should happen? Yes. But do I think it would be fair to what they would give somebody else? No. And I think that's unfortunate. But, you know, mm-hmm. that's not our thing anyway. That's the Grammys right. and the Academy. That's not our stuff anyway. Mm-hmm. They just want you to love it enough so they can take it away from you and hurt you anyway. As we know about those shows and those ceremonies, that they have nothing to do with how a movie touches you. Mm-hmm. Most of the Spike Lee movies we talked about was not necessarily his favorite or the best ones, but we had impressions on us and we felt a ways about it, good, bad, or indifferent. Never Oscar. got an Oscar or anything like for that kind of thing. We got one for screenwriting. Yeah. For, I think, what is it? Black Klansman, but not yeah. for Malcolm X and him being, we will always say he was robbed for, you know, mm-hmm. Malcolm X. Right. So it was an epic film. Yeah. They usually win Oscars, but it was worthy of that. But we know that what they say is the winner, because there's plenty of times, Academy Awards too. We'd be like, we've never heard that song before. And they'd be the ones that win. It's always very seldom is what you think is going to be. It's always some mm-hmm. left field stuff. Only time it started lining up is when the credibility got so low that they better start doing right. Reason why they had Will Packer there in the first place and black right. hoes and mm-hmm. gay hoes and women hoes and all that, you know, and then the whole gospel choir thing for the memoriam and all that kind of stuff. So that, you know, that's them overcompensating for not even putting for in categories. Yeah, categories and stuff not doing right. Mm-hmm. It's like when Denzel Washington got the Academy Award for a Training Day. Like he was despicable in that movie to the point where I thought he was joking around with the kid the whole movie and thinking like, oh, he was just trying to test him out, right? Like, no, he was for, 
Huh? Wait, 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 wait. That was him for real. I spent the whole time waiting for him to snap out of it and be Denzel Washington. He was just messing with Ethan Hawke just to kind of give him a hard time for the first day at work. And he didn't come out of it? Wait, wait, he, he done shot Snoop? There's Denzel. There's the real one. We gotta right. give him Academy Award. Exactly. We knew you had it in you. We knew we knew you were in there. <laughs> Took a long time. Took a long time. Right. Well, you could also talk about Halle Berry getting it for Monsters Ball and Angela yeah. Bassett never won an Oscar, you yeah. know, at all. She was in the right place. She was where she was supposed to be. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. Mm. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And the world would have been fine if she never had one. Mm-hmm. We were all surprised for many reasons. <laughs> and I like her, but come on. And for many years, people were still surprised <laughs> about that. It so. didn't make sense. Yeah. But they finally saw what they needed to see. All right. So this is my conversation with Sabrina. Until next time, peace. Peace. How your mama know? Mr. Nice Guy, relationship advice guy. Light on the vices, priceless smile, look at the eyes. Got the look of a survivor, husband, father, just by Eminem, but take it by the rim, young but he classy. Big well, just get another 20 mil, walk right past me. I'm a nice guy, why y'all harassing me, huh? On the radio, they be over-exaggerating, so blase with their lies. They be aggravating me, agitating me, but they be waiting and hating me. They be making me crazy, but I be taking it patiently. People be messing with me, testing me, effing with me. I want to send a message to them, teach them a lesson quickly. They publicly addressing me, disrespecting me heavily. They better be lucky the way my blessings affected me, but... <gasps> Calm down, Willie. You don't want to go drop the bomb now, Willie. Keep a nice flow for your mom down in Philly. On the news you go if you blow an ex silly, you know. He's a nice guy. Hey, it's Jay. If you enjoyed my conversation with Sabrina, you may also enjoy our conversation where we discuss the writer-director Spike Lee, as well as the movie Alice. Thanks for listening. Till next time, peace. Thanks for listening, and please like and subscribe. Be sure to check out past and future episodes of this show, along with my other shows entitled The Movie Bench Quarterbacking Podcast and The J and Podcast. Available now on all streaming platforms. Until next time, peace.